All right, here we are. We're back. Back across the tracks. We're across the tracks. We are across the tracks, and this is episode number nine, even though we said we were not counting anymore. Yeah, it's number nine. It's number nine. This is our ninth episode of the Across the Tracks podcast, and uh, we're glad that uh, uh, everyone's been listening and providing some feedback, and we're having a lot of fun with this. And uh, before we get into the episode tonight, I want to throw out a clarification for something I mentioned in the last episode. We were talking about um, this venue uh, there in the bottom where folks used to go party, it was at, at that garage there at the end of the bottom. And one of the things I mentioned was one of the big songs at the time when that garage was going strong was It's All the Way Live by Lakeside. And I inadvertently said that that track was on the Fantastic Voyage album when, in fact, that particular song is on the Shot of Love album. That was the the hot album at the time by Lakeside and All the Way Live was the was the main track on that album. So clarification for that. And um, again, the, the garage was a hot spot. Uh, had a lot of good fun in the garage. And, um, you know, it was one of those venues that, uh, you know, it was the party spot for, for the time we were growing up as kids there in the bottom. And a lot of people from across your side of the tracks uh, migrated to the garage as well. So just wanted to clarify that All and right. move into tonight's episode. All right. What we got going on tonight, Wayne? Well, tonight we're going to talk about stories from the neighborhood. And those stories can be funny. They can be serious, whatever. Stories that might have shaped us growing up uh, in our particular neighborhoods. And we have a special guest with us tonight. And we want to bring this guy in. He's been a friend of ours forever. We grew up together, uh, high school. We played ball together. We went to parties together. We've done so many things together. He's sort of like our brother from another mother. We want to introduce him to our audience tonight. And that's Mr. Joey Stubbs. Is with Joey Stubbs. <laughs> Stubbs. What's going on, fellas? Good to be here. What's happening? These little uh, stories that we grew up with. You know? <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a blast. It should be a blast. Uh, hopefully we'll have some laughter. Uh, you know, they could be serious stories, but whatever. You know, things that shaped us, uh, you know, from our um, different neighborhoods and, and interactions with people growing up there uh, on our sides of the tracks, different sides of the tracks. And one thing with Joey here, he grew up on both sides of the track, so he has a different perspective uh, than Steve and I do because he lived on both sides of the track. So hopefully he'll have some insight to that tonight. So, Steve, I'll let you kick it off, man, with, uh, you know, whatever's on your mind tonight to chat about. All right. Thanks, Wayne. And welcome, Joey, uh, old partner. Uh, we're going we're gonna to move right along here, and I'm going to start off with a story that's funny and also kind of Kind of sad, but it was the it was the time that we lived in back then. Now this is a, a story from my elementary school days. I've got two of them that I want to share. Uh, the first one was I think I was maybe in the third grade, and Morningside Elementary School was right down the street from uh, I, where I grew up on Mallory Street, and by Growing up there and going down to the uh, elementary school all the time, I knew the ins and outs of that school, inside and out. And there was one time where they had bicycle racks. The bicycle racks were fairly long and they were metal. And, you know, where you put your tires between the um, rails, well, those rails would spin around. And so I had a habit of taking those rails and the rails were bent. 
And so you can bend those rails in a certain way that they weren't straight, but they would bow out on both ends. And it would make those rails wide enough that you could stick your heads through those rails. And then you can turn the turn the uh, rails back around and it looked like it was straight, but it actually was bent. So it make you felt like your head was stuck in there. And me knowing that my head wasn't stuck in there, I thought one day I was going to have some fun at school. I, was, I think I was in third grade, maybe. And the principal at the time, I think his name was Mr. Sparrow. He was a mean old principal. And so I decided that I was going to take my time and looked around and saw the bicycle rack was there. And I opened up the uh, two railings where the bicycles were, stuck my head there and turned it back around. And then it looked like my head was stuck. And all these teachers were panicked. How in the heck did Steve get his head stuck in the rail? Oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I was just chuckling and chuckling, you know, trying to pretend to get my head out when I knew I could get my head out. But it looked like I was stuck. And I stayed there for probably 10 minutes. And then Mr. Sparrow showed up and I said, "Uh oh, this is it. I'm in trouble now. So he comes out and I turned those bars back around, slid my head out. And he just said, you know what, Mr. Johnson, come to my office, please. And this will be the last time that we'll have this situation in this school again. Right. And I say, yes, Mr. Sparrow. Yes, this will be the last time. And I hate to tell you what happened, but it did. And so that was one of my elementary school stories. Okay, I'll start that, start off with that. Got into a little trouble with that, and then I'll come back to another one later. How how about you, Wayne? Oh, wow. So I I have a, it's not a funny story. It's actually a serious story. And uh, it it centers around an event in history. And um, we were sitting around, I was living on Crestwood Street at the time, and uh, again, Crestwood Street uh, was the was the road that ran. When you came out on Crestwood Street, you ran right into Hawkins Brothers Grocery, and the street that ran parallel to Hawkins Brothers Grocery, Crestwood continued and went on up, and you went into the hill. So we were living on Crestwood Street at the time, and uh, I remember it clearly like it was yesterday. Uh, my grandmother was at the house. Uh, Miss Gonzella Brashear was there. My mom. And my uncle Haskell was there, and and a couple of us kids we were all sitting in the, in the what was the living room at the time. And while we we're sitting there talking, uh, the TV flashed on. It was breaking news at the time. You know, they they cut in. You know, and it was like uh, the, the the guy broke in and he said, um, "Just want to report that uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King has been shot in Memphis." And we're like. Oh, and I was about 11 years old at the time. And um, I can remember it like my, my uncle Haskell said, well, you know, if he comes back on again, he's going to be dead. You know, when they break in again, he's going to be dead. And lo and behold, yeah. a few minutes later, they broke in again and they reported that, you know, Dr. King was dead. And so, you know, the mood in the house had changed. I mean, it was it was a very somber uh, evening after that. But I remember that as a kid, be 11 years old, that, uh, you know, here we were. Uh, you saw Dr. King on the TV all the time. And I remember it. Uh, my mom, you know, Dr. King would come on the TV. And, uh, you know, in the early 60s, he'd come on and he'd be at a march or he'd be speaking somewhere. And, and she was good with Dr. King being on. 
But if Malcolm X came on, Malcolm X would come on the TV. She's like, oh, we got to turn that off because that, that man is mean, he, you know, whatever. But, uh, I mean, that's how people thought of those two individuals, that that Malcolm X was this mean, evil guy. And Dr. King was this, you know, so we can listen to Dr. King. He's cool. But in reality, they were both wanting the same thing for black people. They just went about a different way. So. That's one of the stories I remember as a kid, uh, you know, that event in history and 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 how it remained in my memory, because uh, my uncle was, was there and he said, yep, if they break in again, they're going to report he's dead. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I don't know if you uh, remember this or knew this, but uh, when Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated that same night, uh, there was a protest in E-Town, and I remember my older brother, Ralph, and a lot of the friends that were his age, they uh, went up to the National Guard Armory oh, wow. and marched and marched uh, that I night. You know, my, my, yeah, my parents tried to say, no, don't go up there. It's going to be trouble up there. But they went up there anyway, and they uh, had a march. And if I wasn't uh, if I was a little bit older, I probably would have sneaked up there myself and uh, became a, a part of that. But, yeah, that was uh, when Dr. Dr. King was assassinated. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. you know, uh, let me jump in on that. Uh, I remember that as well. I was 10 at the time. And I remember uh, my mom, she started crying. And uh, I asked her, I said, what's wrong? And she's like, well, Dr. Martin Luther King was just assassinated. And I was baffled because uh, I couldn't understand with him being a doctor, how did he die? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. You know, like kids will be kids. They don't know. And uh, I, I remember it being such a somber moment yeah and my brother too like uh your brother ralph there uh steve my brother alan actually went to the armory as well i remember that yeah so yeah if we were a leader we would have been right there i'm sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay how about you joe what 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 story you have to start us off with oh i've got so many stories i'll tell you a funny one i (laughs) guess i was about uh probably eight years old and we had a long hallway in our house and of course it was a little linoleum floor well I used to love just taking off running and sliding down the hallway in my sock feet well my mom would get on me and give me a whip and I go back to it the next day you know how that was <laughs> yeah well I slid one day into the corner of the door split my head open scared as all get out my oldest brother Alan he came in what's the matter I said, I, I hit my head. Mom's going to get me. Mom's going to get me. Believe it or not, guys, he took, you remember the lard that used to sit on the stove? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and packed it inside my head <laughs> and made me wear a ball cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the thing about it is, is later on when I had to take a bath and had to take the ball cap off, and my mom, mom was like, what's the matter with your head? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Ended up, long story short, went to the doctor, got 11 stitches. That's <laughs> That's wow. But yeah, I'll never forget. He just packed it with lard and put a ball cap on me. You'll be wow. all right. Wow. You'll be all right. <laughs> That's just one of the little stories from when I was a kid. Wow. Yeah, it's like put some ice on it. You'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, that, that 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 reminds me of a story, uh, a funny one, uh, since you're talking about, you know, medical type stuff. Uh, so one day um, we were living in the bottom down there and uh, my mom had um, 
went over to her sister's house, which is my aunt Florine. And so um, Jerry is my cousin. Jerry Covington is my cousin. And so they left Jerry and I at the house, at my aunt's house. They left us at the house. And they walked around the corner there in the bottom. I don't know where they went that particular day. But uh, Mr. Bill Montgomery had a restaurant there in the bottom. I don't know if they walked into the restaurant. <laughs> Or wherever, but they walked around the corner from the house. So while they were there, we were in the house, and uh, we went into the bathroom, and we're thinking like, oh, wow, we found a treat. We found uh, this, what we thought was chocolate candy. And so we ate this whole, uh, <laughs> we ate this whole block of chocolate candy. So my mom and my aunt come back. And they're like, what have y'all been doing? We're, going, we're like, oh, nothing. We we found this candy. We ate this chocolate candy. It was a box of X-Lax. <laughs> we ate the entire box of X-Lax. And needless to say, uh, you know, we we had uh, we had some fun with that, but uh, to us it was chocolate candy. We not know we never seen X Lax before. We're thinking like, oh, we found this bar of chocolate candy, you know, yeah, it like Hershey bar. Yeah, that's yeah, it looked exactly. like Hershey bar. Exactly. And, uh, we, we ate the whole thing, so they they were a little like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh well, all right, I got one for you. Here's another um, Mallory Street. Slash Morningside uh, story. This time I was in the fourth grade, and usually when I got in trouble, and I and I said I was fairly mischievous, <laughs> and um, this time I was outside, and we were getting ready to go back inside uh, for recess, and there was this one girl. She was kind of uh, I, let me just say that she was a little thick around the middle. <laughs> And um, I was, you know, in line with everybody and so on. And I said, you know what? Alice is so fat, she looks pregnant. And a teacher heard me say that. And boy, the teacher just reamed me up and down. I think it was like Mrs. Brooks. She is a gray-haired old lady, lived right down the street from us a little bit on uh, Popular Street. And Mr. Sparrow, I mean, he didn't like me anyway, and I was up. Bad kid, I, I guess you could say. Mischievous is being nice, but I was bad at times. And he expelled me for, for the day. Not mm. only that, but the teacher, well, you know, they sent Miss Martin, walked me to my house, you know. And my mom just happened to be home that day because she, she worked at Fort Knox at the time. So they just walked me right down to the, down the street and Miss Martin, you know, tapped on the door and said, you know, Miss Ruby, uh, Steve's been expelled for the day because he called uh, one little girl. She's so fat, she looked pregnant. And my mom said, well, was she? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt like I kind of got off the hook a little bit there. But I still spent the rest of the day at home because I wasn't supposed to use. I mean, this was. 1964 and you know elementary school kids aren't supposed to use terms like pregnant and stuff right, like that right. to make fun of kids that you know so fat they were pregnant but yeah they walked me to the house and I stayed home for the rest of that day I'm not going to tell you what my parents did but they they kind of let me off the hook because they thought you know, that was silly but you know I went home for the day that, that was my second elementary school story wow man <laughs> 
<laughs> Since we're, we're, we're talking elementary school, uh, Valley View Elementary, that's I think we talked about Valley View in one of our early episodes. Uh, that's pretty much where I went to school. And pretty much everybody at the bottom, if you were going to elementary school at that time, you went to Valley View. And a lot of people from the Hill also went to Valley View. I went to Valley View. Yeah. So so this was during the time to where, you know, there was capital punishment in schools. <laughs> and um, the principal of Valley View was Mr. McCubbin. Oh, yeah. If you got sent down to the office for Mr. McCubbin and you were going to you actually got paddled, man. He had this strap in his office. He had this strap, man. And he would lay you over the chair and man, he would hit you with this strap, man. And and, and if you if you weren't down there getting the punishment, other people would be down there. And if people when he when he paddled them, if they screamed or something, you could hear (laughs) it. You're like, oh, Lord, don't let me go down there. But, uh, man, he, he would paddle you, man, and, and nobody better not say anything about it because that's that was, that's how it was, man. Yeah. It, you got paddled in school, and, uh, you know, you got home, you probably got another one. But uh, I remember that I, I got sent down to the office one time. I got paddled one time by Mr. McCubbin. So, yeah. That, that's uh, from the elementary archives of, of, of my past. So <laughs> Speaking I of paddling, go ahead, Joe. I, I remember one at Valley View. Everyone knows Miss Lottie Robinson. You know? yeah. yeah. I was running in the hallway. Wayne will be able to tell this because, Steve, you went to that other side. <laughs> 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 but, you know, in uh, Valley View, there's no running, you know, yeah. in the hallways or at any school probably back then. Well, I kept running, and she's like, well, I'm going to send you down to Mr. McCubbin's office, you know, Gleason McCubbin's. Yeah, Gleason McCubbin. <laughs> and I said to Miss Robinson, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> God. She said one word, and I'm still scared today. Do you want me to call Barbara Jean? <laughs> That's my mother. <laughs> I said, I'm I'm glad to go see Mr. McCubbin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got the strap that day. Oh man, yeah, he had, he, he had that strap, man. It was a black strap, like that. It was a razor strap, is what it was, man. That's exactly and, what it was. And and he lay you over that chair, man, and he whack you. I mean, you know, and it would echo. Valley View, man. The hallways were huge at the time when you were a kid. It seemed like they were huge, right? Right. So when he'd whack somebody, it would echo, man. You could. <laughs> that was the thing about it. You could hear it, man. Hey, it was coming. Hey, Wayne, do you recall when you would go in that room to get your little paddling? <laughs> it was right. That door was right where the hallway was. Yeah. And you yep. noticed they always left that door cracked just always a little left bit. The door cracked. Yep. <laughs> always left the door cracked. Because <laughs> when he hit you. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would rear back, man. And wow. I mean, but it was like, OK. And he, he you know. You knew, man. It's like don't say nothing. I mean, don't go home and complain to your to your parents. <laughs> like I got a paddle in school because you you're gonna get another one. You're gonna get another one, and you're gonna get another one. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a I had a Mrs. I mentioned Mrs. Brooks earlier, mm-hmm. but Mrs. Brooks, she was tough when it came to paddling. She took care of it in her own room, and she mm. would get girls and guys. And the thing would be is that she would wear you out and then she would lean you over. You would lean over her desk and then oh. she would rear back and take you out. 
And with the girls, she would actually, you know, girls back then wore dresses. She would raise raise the dress up and wear the girls out. Yeah, Mr. McCubbin, man, same thing, man. He he was an yeah. opportunity paddler, man. He paddled a lot of girls, too, man. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think uh, they must have had some kind of, uh, I, don't, I don't know what I want to call it. Because I know one time I went down, I only got one lick. Then I did something a little bit more severe, and I got like three. So I think it was based on your your the severity of it, huh? Severity of of what you did. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. that's something oh. else. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was but, good times, man. Yep, yep. I, here's a middle, here's a junior high uh, story, and this is, I think we were maybe, yeah, we were freshmen at the time. And I was in a, a science class with Mr. Vance. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Mr. Vance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Uh, this no? is the, uh, no, it was another Vance. Oh, okay. The, remember okay. Mrs. Vance from Etown High School? She was the Spanish right. teacher. Right. Her, her husband was Mr. Vance at the uh, junior high school. And he was an right. older gentleman. He, would, he yeah, seemed to be he, like he was like 70 years old. And Mrs. Vance seemed to be like she was like 35, 40, you know, but she was probably older, too. But she looked really good for her age. Well, Mr. Vance was kind of seen out a little bit, you know, and he he would, you know, we would take advantage of Mr. Vance. We were in his class one day and myself and Harry Montgomery, Johnny Compton, I think Curtis Wright was in there, maybe Jerry Covington. There was a bunch of us in there. And Harry took a, a Pringles can and he put his took the top off the Pringles can and it was empty. And he said, uh, excuse me, attention, please. Attention, please. Uh, will Johnny Compton come to the office? Will Johnny Compton come to the office? And Mr. Vance <laughs> poked his head up and goes, Johnny, they want you at the office. <laughs> and Johnny, Johnny left the room and never came back. <laughs> but it sounded as if the uh, announcement came from the speaker, which was right behind him. Now, we're sitting in front of him, and he couldn't tell the difference between <laughs> behind him and in front of him. And we chuckled on that for the longest time. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> Man, those were the days, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember when I first went over to T.K. Stone, and uh, I can't recall the... Uh, Principal over was it Mr. Robert Arms? Was was that Mr. Good? Arms? Yeah, Mr. Arms. Yeah. I think Mr. Yankee was there for Mr. a year. Yeah, yeah, Yankee Mr. Yankee. Yeah. Yeah. His wife was was did something in the school too, right? Mrs. Yankee, she did yes. something too. Yeah, yeah. she was mm-hmm. an English teacher. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, tell you once I went down to uh, Mr. Arms' office down there, and if you guys remember Jeffro uh, Cecil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Cecil. Well, Jeff Rowe, they sent him down, and I was just down there picking up something. Well, he got in trouble. Now, I'll never forget, you guys knew that Jeff Rowe, if he got nervous, he started stuttering real bad. <laughs> yeah. And I remember <laughs> Mr. Arms telling him, you're not going to get out of this by trying to play like you can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him saying, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
there's some crazy stuff. And I'm just standing there looking at him and I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> and he was so nervous. He, he couldn't even uh, get out the reason he was down there. And he, I'll never forget. He told him, you're not going to get out of trouble. <laughs> so you, you, you mentioned Jethro. I, I, have a, I have a story. This, this was a, a sort of a serious one, but you mentioned Jethro. And I think we, we all remember Jethro Cecil. He was the manager on the basketball team there. Right. He taught basketball team, but, uh, I, I worked a summer job, uh, was on a summer job and we were actually working. We were doing something at, uh, TK stone somewhere around with that. That was our summer job. We were over there doing something at TK stone and it was myself, Jethro and Ronnie Taylor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after we finished our summer gig, the thing was a, Hey, let, let's ride our bikes over to Ratcliffe. And uh, I'm like, nah, I'm not riding my bike over to Radcliffe. I'm, I'm going to pass on that. You know, I mean, I didn't say those words, but I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Well, they ended yeah. up riding their bikes to Radcliffe. And I think we all remember, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ronnie ended up getting killed uh, that day when they rode their bikes over there. Jethro got injured really badly. And uh, that's, you know, he ended up uh, losing, I think, one of his legs. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I remember like it was yesterday, and uh, I ended up being one of the pallbearers for Ronnie's funeral. Um, Ronnie was 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 a real good guy, man. He played uh, played ball with us around. I mean, he he talked a lot of trash when he shot ball and everything, but just a good kid. And uh, you know, here we are, we're we're kids working a summer job, and this this guy he's dead now, and it was just mm. wow. It just it affected a lot of us who who knew Ronnie, and. Right. You know, I, I, you know, that was the the last time I saw him <clears throat> was we left our summer jobs and they decided to ride their bikes over to Radcliffe. So yeah, take that Rineville Road uh, over yeah. to Radcliffe, the back road. Yeah, right. yeah, we remember that well. Remember that right. well. Yeah, yeah so sure. One of those uh, sad stories. Um, yeah, you know that uh, that I remember growing up. I mean, the the summer job thing, man. I think we all, you know, it was you know, schools out, go down to the employment office and sign up for a summer job. And, like, <laughs> you know, wh- where are you going to be working at this year? And, and I kind of, I, I worked at Freeman Lake one year, uh, you know, it worked, uh, worked there in the, I guess it was the the main office part worked there at Freeman Lake. And then we would walk around, we cut grass and do all kind of stuff to keep the lake, uh, you know, beautified and everything. Uh, one year I ended up working with, um, remember Bobby Williams? I mean, yeah. 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 We were uh, going around. um, We were putting in uh, these uh, poles. I guess they were they were they were poles around the gas tanks at a lot of the county schools. So so we were breaking up concrete with post hole diggers and everything, setting these poles around the gas tanks at the county uh, county schools. We did West Harden, East Harden when they were separate at the time. So did work that summer with Bobby Williams. Uh, again, I think I mentioned one episode, my last summer job I had before I left D-Town to go in the Air Force, I worked at the Hilltop, Mr. Harp. So so I had some good summer jobs when I was there. <laughs> that was the thing, man. Get out of school and, and walk over to your side of the tracks there, Steve, and get get to the unemployment office, man. Yeah, it was right there on Mile <laughs> Street. <laughs> Speaking of that uh, summer job thing, Wayne, I remember working at the Hilltop uh, with Lemon Cooler. Yeah, Mr. Guys, remember Mr. Lemon Cooler? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and doing pretty much the same thing, trying to clean out and, you know, cutting grass and all that stuff. And uh, everyone knows Joe Black. He used to come up there, Mr. Lemon Cooler, Mr. <laughs> Lemon Cooler. 
<laughs> I used to laugh because he couldn't say his name. Mr. Lemon Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Those summer jobs. And I remember I got my summer job over at Fort Knox. And uh, when they told me I had a job at Fort Knox, my biggest concern was, well, how am I going to get there? Because <laughs> at the yeah. time, I didn't have a car or anything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I remember, hey, my dad works over there. So every morning, six o'clock, I'm going to a job that didn't start until eight o'clock. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to be there because my dad had to be there at seven o'clock. Right, right. Yeah. And I remember you guys, of course, know Ronnie and Donnie Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Well, they got a job at the same little thing. And we're always doing was cutting grass and what have you over at Fort Knox, working at the park over there, cleaning it up. Came over and I got to messing around with them and we all three got fired in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Two E-Town boys. Those E-Town boys. Hey. Worst thing to do is have good friends working with you because all we did was goofed off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's here's a story for this is a this is a Richard Thomas, Bruce Wiley, Steve Johnson story. I think we were I think it was maybe a maybe a freshman or maybe a sophomore. I think I was a freshman at the time. Um, well, we were at the high school doing something. And you remember the um, Methodist church right there on Miles Street? Yeah. It's right next to the right next to the high school. Well, we always mm-hmm. would cut through the Methodist church and go to the high school. And then after whatever we did, we would we were coming back. Well, they had the swing sets out there, big, huge swing sets. And at the time, they had some smaller, like, um, evergreen trees that were out in front of the swing sets. So Richard and I decided that we were going to swing and jump out past or over <laughs> the top of those trees. Well, you know, I was always a daredevil, daredevil, of course. And so I'm swinging and I release and I go right over the top of the trees. And then Richard's next and Richard goes and he releases and go right over the top of the trees. And Bruce said, well, I'm going to get higher. I'm going to get further than both of you guys. And so he was swinging, got a big swing and he released when the swing was straight up and down. (laughs) (laughs) He came down and smacked his face (laughs) right on the ground. He busted his lip. And Richard and I, we just cracked up because Bruce, you know, I'm going to do better to you guys. So he goes straight up and comes right back down and lands on his face right there. He he did kill himself, but he had a big lip for a couple days. Wow. (laughs) Isn't it weird how those things happened when we were younger? And instead of us rushing to help, we just laughed at him. We laughed. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Put some ice on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Get back in the wing. Uh, this is on you, bro. It's on. You remember me. when we were all teaching you how to drive, and you pulled into your mom's driveway down there in the bottom and <laughs> ran into those hedges? <laughs> remember we was in Tony Bishop's little purple-looking car? Can you recall that? I don't remember that one, man. You don't remember, don't remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, bro. I don't remember that ran into the hedges. I don't remember that one. You remember the hedges that used to sit? I remember the hedges, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do recall that, man. Wow. I, 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 one of our first episodes, I, I told a driving story. And uh, you since you weren't on that one, I'll, I'll re, 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 rehash it, right? So me and my mom were out one day. We had this, uh, I forgot what kind of car we had. 
But we were coming back from somewhere downtown and we turned into the bottom there by that cleaners that used to be there, right? Right. We we're cruising. So my mom said, hey, dude, you want to drive the rest of the way home? I said, yeah, you know, I'll drive the rest of the way home. So she gets out and I get into the driver's seat. So I'm cruising through the bottom and I get there right by where, uh, you know, you make the turn to come by where Julius's house was. Right. So I make the turn, man. And I think, man, I'm doing really good, whatever. And I come on by by the turn there and I get ready to make the turn by my aunt's house. And instead of hitting the brake, I hit the gas. <laughs> <laughs> And we go barreling into my aunt and Uncle Junior Harris's car. And I literally totaled their car, man. <laughs> totaled their car. You know, and, I, and after that, man, I'm like, I'm not getting behind the wheel again. I was done. I was wow. But total that car, man. And it, it was like big embarrassment. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> just felt like an idiot. So that, that was the end of my driving for a while. I, I don't think I tried to drive again until, gosh, years and years. That is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about the hedges. I cannot remember the hedges. Yeah, I, I recall. Tony uh, <laughs> and I were talking about that. Oh, really? <laughs> we was, I don't know what we were doing. We were just together. I think it's when uh, those guys came up for my birthday when I turned okay. 60. And oh. we were just talking about old stuff. And he's like, man, you remember when Wayne drove into the hedges? And I'm like, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here, here's, a, here's a Mile Street story that took place over in the bottom. You remember... Uh, that um, Dee Dee Mormon and the Mormons lived right there on the corner oh. of Crest. I guess it was uh, what street did you live on? It Wayne? was uh, so it was the corner of Pierce Street and Nicholas. And Nicholas, right? Yeah, well, there's yeah, an yeah, old yeah. abandoned house right across the street from uh, the Mormons there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And myself and Mark Bradley, I think Shelton, and you remember Kennard Nolan. Yeah, Canard, oh, yeah. and I can't think of. There's probably three other people. Well, we had broken into this abandoned house right across the street from the Mormons, and at that time we used to play born arrows and stuff. You know, where you get a stick and you would string some string across, right. and we'd get a bottle cap and get another stick and use that as the arrow. Yeah, well, it, it was dangerous, but you know, <laughs> as kids we didn't know that. Well, we were inside that house. And I think me and Mark were on one side and Shelton and Kennard and whoever else was on the other side of this this door. Well, the house had remember the old skeleton keys that they used to have. And you had a, a lock that you can actually see through. Yes. Because the skeleton keys were kind of big enough that you can look through there. Right. Well, Kennard was on one side of this um, um, door. And Mark and I were on the other side of the door, and we were shooting arrows at one another. And so Mark drew back an aim, and Kennard was looking through the keyhole. And Mark shot—I can't—I got to get this out. Mark shot the door and hit the doorknob. And the doorknob in those old houses was above the uh, the keyhole. Right. Well, when he did that, he hit the doorknob. The doorknob which Kennard was looking through, hit him in the eye. <laughs> the doorknob fell on the ground, on the floor, and was rolling around, and Kennard was screaming, you shot my eye out. 
Shot my eye out. Shot my eye out. <laughs> oh, oh, and Mark said, it's the doorknob, stupid. Your eye's not shot out. But the doorknob hit him. The, the doorknob hit him in the eye and fell on the ground. He thought his eyes were on the ground, rolling around. Now, granted, we were dangerous back then, but that's what, what we did, you know? Exactly. Happened, that's you right. know? Or computers or anything back then, so we made we made our own fun up then back then. Absolutely, man. I I remember you know going through the bottom and we get we'd get people like, hey man, we're gonna go down to Litchfield Road and play baseball, and we got how many gloves you got, how many bats, you know? We have like twenty guys going down to Litchfield Road to play baseball, man, and it was like we'd be down there all day. Oh yeah, right. you know, be down there all day and uh, you know, just having fun, man, and uh, <laughs> you know, doing doing you know crazy stuff like that, man. It was, you'd be amazed how many you know about the at that time baseball was still pretty big. Um, right. You know, a lot of blacks played 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 baseball, and so we'd have pickup games and and we just had a lot of, yeah. Go ahead. No, I said it's Sunny Chapman Field. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down at the down at the old Litchfield Road complex, which we talked about earlier, and uh many fun times down there, man. Even even when you weren't playing, you went down to the ball field and just hung out, you know. Right. And, uh we played uh, you know, we get up games there in the in the big field that separated the, the little league and the peanut league field from the from the Babe Ruth and Pony League fields. We right. do stuff there, man. It was it was it was fun, man. So <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, man. A, there's a story that puts all three of us in the same situation. <laughs> you guys may remember this or this incident where we were down at the Pritchard Center playing basketball. I think mm-hmm. I had just gotten home from the Coast Guard, or I think, or I was at, at um, Eastern or something. And Wayne, I think you may have been back on leave or something. So we were down at the uh, Pritchard Center playing pickup basketball and you i and joy and i can't think of who the other person was on our team well we took all takers that day or we were whooping them all and then there was one thing and joel probably remember this there's one thing that happened you know i was blocking somebody out and you were on the other side and of course you guys could jump higher than me and so um I happened to block somebody out and I happened to just look up and I saw a pair of shoes go over the top of my head and it was Joey. I remember going that. Up, going, going up and dunking the ball over somebody. And I just started laughing because all I could see was the bottom of his shoes <laughs> flying over the top of my head. <laughs> and when he came down, I just started laughing. It wasn't funny at the time, but it's like, is this a story or I'm looking at the bottom of his shoes. <laughs> so we were all in, we were all in that, in that, in that same game on the same team that day. Oh, wow. I, I remember, you know, hooping, man. You, we, we remember, we talked about the old church league. Oh yeah. Uh, the yeah. church games we had playing in the church league. And I remember this game, man, I forgot who we were playing, but we were down, we were losing and it was, it was for the championship game and we were losing and uh, we took the ball out, 
the ball went to you, man, and you shot like a half-court shot, and the ball went in, and we ended <laughs> up winning that game and winning the championship of the church league that year. And I think after that, they, they pretty much put it, put us out of the league. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's when they banded us. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't want us in the league anymore because we were winning all the time. But uh, I remember that game, man. I mean, you you were pretty much – it was – man, you were beyond half court. And the ball, it banked in and went in, and we won the game. I mean, it was – you know, and everybody was like – it's like you thought we'd won the, the NCAA championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that because we beat Larry Cave's team. Yeah. I, yeah. I it was. Yeah, Larry Cave, they were the big ballers, you know. They were the right. – um, Indian Hills Church, yeah, exactly, something like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. we were all part of First Baptist, and you know, we we I, I threw a long shot in there and and yeah. banked it in and, yeah. and beat them, and uh, yeah. that was I think the next year we beat them also. We we won. I forget. It was so many years we kept yeah. winning the championship, man. And then they just decided that yeah, yes. we we can't do that anymore. So they yeah, came up with their own league. Yep, you guys are bad. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. You know? Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. just the way it was back in the day. It was. It was, man. You were bad hey, for the church league. Hey, Joe, you remember going to the cabin inn? You know what? I was telling <laughs> one about that. I, I just a couple of days ago, and I said to myself, "What was Steve and I doing in there?" <laughs> well, cabin, cabin inn. Let some of the <laughs> listeners know about the cabin inn, and if you remember, why don't you tell us? Tell us about the cabin inn. The stabbing cabin inn, it just to say it wasn't for any of our kind. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> blacks. No blacks allowed. Uh, but how do we get up in but there? Because Steve has so many friends because he lived on the other side. <laughs> I'm just teasing with that. Uh, no, Steve had a lot of friends up at uh, ECC. And, of course, I would go up there all the time myself. And they invited us over to the Stabbing Cabin Inn. Steve, I can't recall the guy's name that invited us over. But our big mistake was, if you remember, when we walked through the door, so did three other young ladies that were white. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And when we walked in, it was some sort of a movie scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. What happened? Everybody froze and turned and looked at the door. (laughs) Did the music stop? The music stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the white guy that was our friend, can't recall his name, he's like, oh, they're all right. They're with us. From that point on, it was, hey, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you recall, Steve, when we left the stabbing cabin in? Mm-hmm. Uh, was back when, I can't think, I think his last name was Sherrard or something like that. Remember they were searching for him? Yeah, because he had he had shot a police officer or something right. like it was that. State trooper that was killed that same night that with the first night that we went over to the cabin inn. Right, and they stopped yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they stopped everyone. You know, we're searching the cars and stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, man, we're getting ready to get in some big trouble. <laughs> yeah. Until <laughs> they looked because. until they looked in the back seat and said, "Oh, they're okay." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. And we were just, I mean, what were we, 22? 20, 21, 22, something like that. Yeah. 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 Which, of course, uh, you know, you and I, as well as Wayne and all of us that ran together, we run with anybody. We didn't care. Yeah. 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 As long as they didn't disrespect us out front, hey, 
They were yeah. cool with us. Yeah. You know, you you you're talking about parties, man. I I think we did more parties for for white folks, man. Back in the day, man, we we could rock parties with white folks just as well as with <laughs> black folks, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we rolled up in the country club one time, man, and turned the country club out, man. And uh, I forgot who invited us. It was probably somebody. I think it was. Uh, one of the professors out of ECC, we yes. did a party out of ECC, and he's like, hey, I want, I want you boys to come to the country club. You know? Was that Maples? It was Maples. That's what yeah, it was. Maples. That's correct. He, he and, married uh, uh, yeah, Julia. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? She's it's, Julia uh, Bird. Uh, Julia Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Said, hey, I want, I want you guys to come out to the country club, man. So we rode up in the country club, man. <laughs> Jammed in the country club. I mean, we, I mean, yeah. Like you said, we we didn't discriminate, man. We we played any and everything. Right. And folks had a good time when they came to our parties. And um, Maples was up in there a lot of times. Miss Moffitt would be up in there, oh, man. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Miss Rosemary <laughs> Moffitt, man, came <laughs> The hilltop one time, man. Oh, really? Exactly. She came sure to yes, the hilltop one night. We were spinning right. up there, man. And we look up, and uh, I forget his name. His name was Clark. Played played ball for ECC. His name was last name was Clark. And he came hey. there. I can't remember his name, but he came up in there, and man, he and Miss Moffitt came in together, and man, it was like man, that <laughs> party, man. That lady could party. Yeah, I remember those days. That was like, wow. I mean, some I've of those never... CC parties are historical. Are historical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve, yeah. I, I know Wayne and I, and uh, let's see, Wayne, myself, Bishop, Hampton, and Reggie. Like, Reggie and, and uh, Hampton were like the bodyguards. <laughs> <laughs> they always took the money, the doormen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those were the days. Yeah, we, we never had any issues, man. And people just came and, you know, they just came and had a good time, man. Regardless right. of where we were, man. Some of the places, like you said, the country club, ECC. Uh, we did some places down in the country, man. We're down in Glendale and places. Right. Man. You know, I think it was a sign of the times, you know, because, you know, as our parents were a little bit different because they went to segregated schools. Right. And so on. But we didn't really go uh, grow up with that because, you know, we went to elementary schools Mm -hmm. and high schools and junior highs together and so on. So our friends were all over Elizabethtown. And it also gives you some idea that, you know, E-Town was kind of a progressive uh, little city. Yeah. You know, and living in in Indiana. That's okay. Uh, Living in Indiana. You know, for some reason, when I first moved to the state of Indiana, you know, there was there was there was this deep seated stuff that went on against folks from Kentucky. And I've had to confront folks about that stuff before because, you know, growing up, I never, ever heard anything negative about people from Indiana. But when I moved to Indianapolis and moved to Indiana, they literally were talking telling jokes just as a Kentucky joke. And I'm like, what the hell is that all about? You know, I said, I never grew up that stuff, you know, and eventually people found out that I didn't play that. And I would tell them, I said, you know, oh, don't worry about him. He's from Kentucky. And it would piss me off. Right. You know, right. because 
for number one, they act like I didn't have an education. I grew up with no shoes on my feet or anything like that and backwoods and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of pissed me off. And so people to this day know that, you know, when it comes about talking about my hometown, I get a little sore about that because you didn't grow up there. How can you judge my hometown on what you don't know anything about? So, you know, I I, I think that E-Town has, has done a good job of, and us as being ambassadors, that comes from the education system. It comes from our parents, it comes from our neighborhoods and from our friends. No, that is true. Really? Absolutely. And see, but one thing, when I <laughs> went to Valley View, I actually thought I was going to an all black uh, little elementary school. Right. Because uh, Dwayne, what would you think the percentage of white was at our? Uh, and it was, my guess, it was probably 80 20, man. Yeah, yeah, like, probably. Kids that went to Valley View were black. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember Rufus Goodman, but, you know, yeah. he, he yeah. was black. Yeah, he, he he was black. I mean, <laughs> yeah, his pigments didn't say that, but he, he was exactly. I mean, <laughs> you could bet if something broke out, we knew what side he was going to be on. Yeah, yeah. Rufus was all right, man. He was all right. That's why everybody knows Lewis Kentrell. Yeah. Everybody, you know Lewis Rowe. Lewis Rowe. Oh yeah. I remember yeah. him looking at Rufus Goodman one day, and Rufus was kind of nervous because Lewis was eyeballing him. <laughs> Get on over here, my little white-faced brother. Then <laughs> <laughs> on in, it was it was all good. Yeah, but when he fun. walked up, you know, Lewis was looking at him, but then he realized he was with all of us. Yeah. And he said, get on over here, my little white-faced brother. <laughs> my name is Lewis Kentrell. I'm from L.A., can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get some of them old cats, man. That school was probably 80% black, man. You said you had anybody in the bottom went there, and then you were on the hill. You went to Valley View, too, if you were in Illinois. And then a couple of people that lived up, um, what's that street? Hawkins Drive. Drive, yeah. Went there, you know, the crab trees. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember any, all the other ones that was up there, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the crab trees are up there. Uh, the cooks, there was a cook. Oh cooks yeah, Marshall Cook. Marshall yep. Cook. Was up cook. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you that's cool. But again, we nobody cared, man. It was yeah. like, you know you went to school with all these people, and the good thing was we we all left Valley View and we went to TK Stone. Stone, right? We went yeah. as a group to TK Stone, you know, and then we ended up, you know, we we went to high school together. So. Right. Right. You know, so, um, it, you know, we, we all knew each other. They knew our families and, you know, the Crabtrees knew my parents. My mom knew knew, knew Barbara Crabtree's mom right. and dad mm-hmm. and, and the yeah. cooks and, uh, you know, all these folks. And the, the few white families that lived in the bottom with us, there was a few down there. Right. Um, that that lived in the bottom with us. It was like they played in the yard with everybody else, like everybody else did. Right, right. right. My mom didn't say, "Well, you can't play here because you know you're white or whatever." It's like hey, you're here in the yard. Okay, you want some Kool Aid or whatever. She treated everybody the same, whether they were black, red, or green. It didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. That's what and, it was. And you still see a lot of those guys. I go back home occasionally. I'll run into some of those guys, man, and and kids that were you know they were kids and we were kids, and it's like you know, hey, good to see you, man. How you doing? You know. So, 
that that's some of the you know, things I remember, man, as as growing up there was, you know, it was all good, man. Everybody was 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 in the same boat, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Town's a great place to grow up, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, back in the day, it was anyway. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, we had so much fun doing nothing. Yeah. Like, like Steve said a little earlier, these kids nowadays they got their computers and all this stuff. All we had was Saturday morning. Why are you still in the house? Yeah. <laughs> Get outside and play. You know, I I think when you say when you say that. We would never come inside the house except to go to the bathroom or eat or go. Yeah, you know, so, true. so we were all over the city. I know I was all over the city. Yeah, you know, so I would be on the bottom. I'd be out in the bottom. I'd be out in Indian Hills. I'd be yeah. out. I'd be way out in um, the Highlands. You know, right. and right. Uh, uh, what's the other school out there by the hospital? I can't think of it right now. Um, More, uh, Hamwood Heights. Hamwood Heights. Yeah. We'd yeah. be out there, or we would hike up the creek to the reservoir and stuff, but we yeah. would never go back home. But that was just, that was all part of it. We made our own entertainment. Yeah. So that was all great with growing that up. That is back so then. true. Yeah. I remember one Saturday, man, uh, me, Randy Hampton, and Piggy, uh, we walked from E-Town to Sonora, man. And, <laughs> and we walked to Sonora because there was this party. And uh, there was there was this party held. My cousin was having a party down in Sonora. And, of course, nobody had a car then at the time. So right. we literally walked to Sonora, man, <laughs> to go to this party. I mean, and that was like, could you imagine somebody now walking? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Right. These kids won't even walk to the these kids won't even walk to the bus stop, man. And that is so true. We walked to Sonora to go to a party, man. And. uh I, that was like, I, I can't believe we did that, but we did. <laughs> I mean, I used to get on my bicycle and ride not all the way into Glendale, but somewhere down. I can't recall anymore. It was that down through there to go fishing. Yeah. Get on my bicycle and put my little fishing pole on the thing and take off on my bike. Yeah. 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 That's, that's just how it was. Yeah. You know? Joe, hey, I got it. Yes, sir. I was going to say, now, what was the hot spot? Back in what was it? Uh, early '80s. You and I, we used to cruise. Do you recall where we used to cruise to? Used to cruise. Is this in our cars? In, in our cars. Monte uh, well, Carlo. The hot, the hot spot was out huh? at the uh, cruising McDonald's. Right. And cruising the uh, gosh, it's a. Uh, it's a Chinese spot now. I can't think of uh, the, the theater. Exactly. <laughs> we used to cruise around that small town. We would Friday, Saturday night. Everybody would be there. Everybody would hang out. So, you know, some folks would be drinking beer and stuff like that. And we would go out to the cinema and everybody. That was just what teenagers and young people did. Yeah. It, yeah. It, or go play arcade somewhere. Oh, yeah. We'd go to arcade. And, yeah. and that. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, those were the days. <laughs> yep. I, I've got another story, Joe. You and this is one with you and I. If Wayne, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Joe and I bought motorcycles. <laughs> right. I, I really I, remember that. We bought our motorcycles the same day 
the same motorcycles. The only difference in the motorcycle was the license plates on Joey's bike was one digit off of mine. Exactly. <laughs> and one day, <clears throat> Joey and I decided that we were going to take our bikes and ride down the bowling green. And so we jumped on the motorcycles and went down the bowling green and we were <laughs> hanging out near Beach Bend Park. And then it looked started to look threatening like it was going to rain or something. Now, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. And I think so Joe can this agree. This is what we done. <laughs> what, you, yeah, this is what we did. Well, at that time, you know, it's just like cars. You know, I, I'm always keeping my cars clean. No difference than the motorcycles. So we had just cleaned up our bikes and we rode down to Bowling Green. And we could see it was getting ready to rain. So we had to beat the rain back to E-Town. So we jumped on those bikes and we were just in shorts and T-shirts and and tennis shoes. Tennis shoes, yeah. And we took off and we literally pushed those bikes. I think we were doing well over 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Passing cars and we got off the interstate, as soon as we got off the E-Town exit (laughs) from Bowling Green, we stopped and we got to uh, Miss Barbara Jean's apartment over there on Miles Street. On Miles Street, right? And we looked at one another, and I think we said at the same time, "That was dumb. We're never going to do that again." <laughs> that was absolutely dumb. <laughs> because it was, it made no sense. We're driving, we're over 100 miles an hour on these motorcycles with nothing but a t-shirt and shorts between sure. us and the road. Exactly. That yeah, was that's very smart. I think that's the last time I drove a motorcycle that fast forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what made us. What, what do we do, Steve, one day? Just decide, hey, let's go look at some motorcycles. Yeah. Hey, let's go ahead and buy some. <laughs> yeah. And some fast talking uh, guy out there at uh, the motorcycle, the Kawasaki place, yep. you know, for $3,055 out the door. <laughs> and, and we said, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Drop the price. <laughs> and here we go. We got two motorcycles. You, you, you sell us both of them. You drop the price. <laughs> yep. And there he was. There we were. <laughs> yeah, we don't have them anymore, but they were fun while they lasted. Yep, and I'm glad I don't have mine anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. That's cool. I'll tell you, man. I, I, I had another one, uh, Steve. And it's didn't slip my mind because we got to talking about the motorcycles. <laughs> so we'll have to catch it on the next time. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. It's, it's yeah, it has, has to be a part two. It has to be a part two. There were some good stories tonight, gentlemen. Some good yeah. stories. And a, 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 a lots of variety, some funny, some, some you know, some, some sad stuff. And, you know, so some interesting things that have shaped us. And, uh, you know, we're a little bit beyond the top of the hour, but the discussion was good. The stories were fun. And uh, I, I enjoyed this episode tremendously. So this was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> guys, and I'm glad once, you guys invited me on. You know? Yeah, this is great. We're going to we're going to get some more folks to uh, come on as guests, uh, speakers and so on. So this was kind of an experiment to see if we can get a, uh, three people going at the same time. And it. It worked out well. We've we told some good stories, and and if you don't forget now, this all kind of started this entire podcast 
thing started when we were on that cruise right. and we had such a great time and we started talking about it a little bit then. I think it was mentioned uh, then and then we just kind of took the extra step back in October or uh, earlier this year uh, to get this thing going and it's working out really well. Yep, yep, yep. The cruise kicked it off. That's right. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, listening to all eight episodes. <laughs> you know, I've even gone back and listened to a couple of them a couple of times. <laughs> and the memories that just come flooding the mind, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a great thing, great thing. And like you say, if you guys can get some more guests on, uh, different stories because of different people. Yeah. It would be nice. Very but there's nice. one thing we all got something in common. And that is that we both, all three of us, were lived across the tracks. We all had similar experiences from different neighborhoods growing up in small town America. Right. Absolutely. I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Nope. Nope. Well, all right, folks. That sounds like it's it. Once again, if you have any questions or anything that you want us to uh, cover, uh, please hit our uh, Facebook page and leave a message. We're, we're getting some feedback and some people are asking some good questions, and I'm sending some things to people. I know last week uh, someone requested uh, the one, top 100 slow jams list. Uh, Wayne got that to me, and I put that on our Facebook page. So those, you know, we listen to what you guys want to hear, and so we will move from there. What do you think, Wayne? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I was able to dig up that list and send it to you. And um, since you mentioned that list, I, I want to mention one other thing, man, about that list. I, I, I realized after the fact that episode ended, there was one artist that had did not all that also didn't have one song on that list, which to me was a travesty, and that was Barry White. There was well, not yeah. a, there was not a Barry White song on that list. Yeah, and you have the top one hundred slow jams, and I have nothing from the Maestro on there. That yeah. that that just like what? This is sacrilegious, man. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that list. I listened to it. Uh, uh, Wayne Ricardo and I, when I was down there a couple of weekends ago. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, we were sitting there saying, "Wait a minute, that's not on the list." That's but at the same time, we didn't have the list, so we couldn't say because, of course, you couldn't play everything that was on the list. Right. right. Oh, and and uh, yeah, it was it was someone else's opinion. Right. Uh, right. You no, know, but I mean, some of these are glaring. It's like Barry White of all people. You don't have a Barry White song. Yeah, there's a lot that should be on there. Uh -huh. But yeah, Joey, if you go to our the Across the Tracks Facebook page, uh -huh. I've got it uh, on there. Oh, okay. I'll I've got a, a picture of the uh, the list on there. So. All right. I think that's going to wind us down. All right, guys. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. So once again, tune in to the next episode of Across the Tracks. Thank you for having me on, fellas. Glad you can make it. Glad you right. can make it. Always, always.